Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory to God. Amen. You are aware that this is not about a rabbit that cannot lay eggs. It's not about a fat man coming through a chimney. It's not about a mouse that talks in Florida. This really happened. It really happened. And it can happen in you. Amen? It can happen in you. Glory to God. I want to say right now, this is our opportunity that we have for our youth 180, our uh, teenagers. They're going to be dismissed at this time for their uh, small groups. And we appreciate them a lot. And thank God for them. Amen? Glory to God. So we're going to dismiss you guys right now. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. And thank you for uh, worshiping with us and those that are viewing by live stream as well. You may be seated. Glory to God. It's very hard for me to contain in time what transpired 2,000 years ago. But we're going to look at some things that are significant for you today. This applies today. The Bible tells us that this is the day the Lord has made. Amen. Now, and, and I know what we talk about every day, but it's every day is the day the Lord's made. I get, I get that. And I, I, I think you ought to say that. Amen. But this is the day that he looked forward to since the foundation of the world. I'm going to make some statements here that are very, you may not expect it, especially if I'm supposed to be nice on a, during this time. But I, I'm going to be blunt with you, okay? I've got to be straightforward. Pansy preaching won't work anymore. <laughs> as wonderful as... Christmas time is, and we celebrate Christmas big at our house. And the virgin birth, a miraculous birth. And if you'll perceive that miraculous birth, if you'll understand it, that's the same thing that happened to you when you make Jesus the Lord of your life. You had a miraculous birth that only God could perform. Amen. But as, as wonderful as that is, and we looked at Good Friday, and we think that's, that's great. We look at the cross, and that's the price that was paid. However, his miraculous birth, his ministry for thir three and a half years, his death on that cruel cross means nothing without this day. This is the day that the Lord made. And he said he wanted us to rejoice in it. It's not just resurrection day. 
it's the day of resurrection. Yes. In other words, it is the time period by which people can have resurrection life in them. Wow. I'm trying to figure out how I want to go this way. I will. This is called redemption. Now let me, this is part number three, I think it is. Maybe, I don't know, four, whatever it is. Four, three, two, one. Okay. I want to talk to you just a, few, a little bit. But I, I, I teach, I do a lot of teaching. And I think that we need to, you know, a lot of times we do a lot of hoopla and thank God for it. I feel good, to, it feels good to feel good. But you better have understanding. The day that you live in, you can no longer play church. You have to be the church. Big difference. And you have to have some understanding. The word redemption means to purchase from freedom, for freedom, purchase freedom, excuse me, to purchase freedom to pay a debt in order to gain possession of. To pay a debt in order to gain possession of. So in other words, if you have a mortgage on your house, you go through a process of making those payments with interest associated with it. And you go through that process. I don't know how long it will be, but you know, some 15, some of them 30 years. And at the end, you make your last payment. You paid in full. Therefore, you have redeemed your house. It is now yours. Okay? Now, once that happens, you get a receipt, a title deed, declaring that belongs to you and not the bank. And nobody else has share in it. Okay? Now, you can do with that house whatever you want to. You could tear it down. You could give it to your kids. You could rent it out. It belongs to you. Do, do you, you, you get the drift? Yes, sir. We owed a debt that we could not pay. He paid the debt he didn't owe. Because we couldn't pay for it. The calculation of the interest, we couldn't even pay the interest. Now, a receipt is that written statement acknowledging that something has been paid for. I want you to keep these definitions in your mind as we take a little trip today. Okay? Hebrews chapter number 9 is where we're going to go to. Thank you, Jesus. I want to make a statement while you're turning to the book of Hebrews. 
chapter 9. And, uh, you know, we're going to read through half of chapter 10. Oh, my God, are we going to get out to have them Easter eggs? No, just stay with me. I've condensed it. Okay? I want to eat lunch today, too. But I want you to look, and I'll be reading out of the modern English version. Uh, I want us to look at verse number 1 first of Hebrews chapter 9. Then indeed, the first covenant, speaking underneath the covenant God made with Moses, had ordinances of divine service and an earthly sanctuary. Everybody say earthly. That means it was physical. Remember this, you're a three-dimensional person. You are a spirit being, you have a soul where your personality dwells. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. And you live in a physical body. Okay? The covenant that God made with, through Moses is a covenant that dealt with the external or the physical, the earthly. Everybody with that? Okay. And God told Moses while he's up on that mountain, he gave him written instructions. He gave him the moral code, the Ten Commandments. And by the way, anybody here today that has not broken one of the Ten Commandments may go home now. <laughs> well, I'm a good person. I don't lie, cheat, and steal, and I don't hang around with those that do. Well, somewhere in your life, I guarantee you, you lied. And you're lying to yourself now if you believe that. So just in the moral code, we become guilty. Because if you ever violate it once, in the eyes of God, you're guilty of all of it. Okay? You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, if I'm guilty, I might as well just do them all. Do them all. Turn to your neighbor and say, stupid. Okay. We, we became guilty. Now, once we became guilty, we got into debt with God. Now, God set up the rest of the ceremonial law that he gave to Moses so that he could calculate the debt with the interest. Once a year, the high priest, during this same time, it, thank God we're, we're, we're uh, celebrating Resurrection Day with parallel to the Passover, because that's exactly when it happened. But once a year, the high priest would go into a tabernacle made with hands, physical. And he went in there to the Holy of Holies. It was a, a tabernacle, just like your triune. The tabernacle was triune. had an outer court, an inner court, and inside the inner court was another place called the holiest of all. And you could only, the, only the high priest could enter into that holiest of all once a year. Just once. And he better not come in there without a sacrificial blood to sprinkle on the mercy seat that was in that holiest of all. 
So he had to come in there and bring the blood of a specific animal that had to be raised flawless. Do you understand? And he went in there and he sprinkled blood on the mercy seat. Remember, this is just physical. All that did was postpone. Did you get that? It never relieved any consciousness of sin. All it did was remind the person that they sinned. And it started a calculation and an interest program. Listen, how many of you ever had a balloon note? You know what a balloon note is at the bank? That means where you borrow X amount of dollars and you only pay the interest for so many years. But at the end, there's an appointed time by which you must pay the whole note in one swift payment. So if we had, for example, and uh, we bought a new car and we put it on a balloon note, they don't do those very often anymore. But if they were on a balloon note, then we had this automobile for five years and we paid interest to kind of, you know, to try to, you know, just a little bitty, 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 bitty payment. Okay? But guess what? There's coming a day, an appointed moment by which the whole thing has to be paid for. Back interest and everything. You understand what we're talking about now? That's exactly what we're talking about. Under the law of Moses, God set this system up so there would be a calculation. We don't realize how far we plunged and failed with Adam's sin in the Garden of Eden. All of mankind was put out of heaven's best. God foresaw it, and he was so in love with man, mankind, you understand, i got to say that. As if not, some people think, well, you're only talking about men. What about us women? <laughs> Male and female created he them. Okay? We talk about, when I'm talking about man, I'm talking about mankind right now. Okay? God was so in love because he created us in his image and in his likeness. But when Adam fell in the Garden of Eden, we took upon the nature of the snake that tempted Eve. The nature of the devil. It's interesting. It doesn't take very long for your kids, after they're born, to learn how to throw a fit. And you don't have to teach it. Wow, y'all act like y'all only have kids. Y'all act like y'all been sterile all y'all's life. Okay. Have you ever noticed that you, 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 it doesn't take them very long to learn how to punch each other out? Pick up their marbles and go home. Are, are you following me? That's born into us. Now, when we get born again, just like we took upon the nature of the devil... When we make Jesus the Lord of our life because of the sacrifice that he made, we receive a new nature. 
Guess what it is? It is the nature of Jesus himself. Boy, that's good news, man. Amen. If I'd sent you home right now, you'd shout all the way home, wouldn't you? I'm trying to get your shout up so I won't have to preach so long. <laughs> but God was dealing with Moses and everything he dealt with man, he couldn't deal with them internally. He could only deal with them externally. That's what that whole thing was designed to do, to calculate sin. Now, wow, I got to jump down here. Go down here to verse number 9. This is an illustration for the present time, showing that the gifts and the sacrifices offered could not perfect the conscience of those who worship. Everybody say conscience. Okay. Since they are concerned only with foods and drinks and ceremonial cleansings, fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of reformation or the time that the balloon note has come due. Okay? But Christ... When he came as a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this physical creation, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered into the most holy place. Remember God made, uh, told Moses, you build the tabernacle after this pattern. It's not even like, it's it was only an illustration of what was in the heavenly realm, a realm that could not be seen physically. And he says he entered into the most holy place once for all having uh, obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, heifer sprinkled the unclean, sanctifies so that the flesh is pured, purified, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant. Since death, since a death has occurred for the redemption of the sins that were committed under the first covenant, so that those who are called might receive the promise of eternal. Everybody say eternal. Not temporary. Everything that we're seeing right now in the physical realm is temporary. In other words, Jesus did something not only about what we see now, but he did something about what we don't see in the future. After we leave our bodies. Are y'all following this? Yeah. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, was just hang on your britches. Okay, we're getting there. Go to verse number 23 of this same chapter. It was therefore necessary that the replicas of the heavenlies be cleansed with these sacrifices. 
but that the, that the heavenly things themselves be cleansed with a better sacrifice than these. For Christ did not enter into the holy place, places made with hands, but which were a pattern after the true one, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Wow. Yeah, that's just too confusing. Nor did he enter to offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood that is not his own. For that, for then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the world was created. But now he has appeared once at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, by sacrificing himself, and as it is appointed for men once to die, but after this comes judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many, and he will appear the second time not to bear sin, but to save those from judgment who are eagerly wait for him. Now watch verse 10, chapter 10, verse 1. For the law is a shadow. The law of Moses is a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of those things. It could never by the, by the same sacrifices which were offered continually year after year perfect those, listen carefully, to perfect those. Did you get that? Everybody say perfect. You know what that means? Bring them into mature, full salvation. Complete salvation. Okay. When did that start? It did not, it's not going to start when Jesus returns the second time. It started at his resurrection. Now, let's talk about this for just a moment. If you enter into a transaction with someone. They, they got your note. You're in debt. You enter into a transaction. Once you enter into that transaction, they got your debt. You become a slave to that debt. Everybody with that? I mean, I know you can relate. You become a slave to that debt. You think, you think, I heard one person put it like this, you know, I owe, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go, I go, I go. Okay? You follow? And we can never be free from this sin debt. Never. But now the note is due with the interest. We calculate and we look and we can't pay it because we've been a slave to it. You follow? That's the reason why I can tell you fiat uh, dollars, money, paper money is not real. 
It's manipulated. If you'll understand this, you'll get, you can carry it over into your economics. It's manipulated. Do you know that the devil manipulated us through sin debt? Manipulated us. Jerked you around. Everybody said, well, I'm my own person. I can do whatever I want to. Really? Out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will deceive you. We all know the truth. Okay? You're not your own man. You either belong to God or you belong to the devil. That's straightforward. Now, if you want me to be nice and talk about Easter eggs, you might as well go to another church because it ain't going to happen here. Easter eggs don't get you healed. You follow? It doesn't get your family delivered. There's only one thing that does that. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. When you enter into that, because we're in this transaction, because of the fall of Adam, the time has come that this note is due, and now you have to pay. Okay? But we couldn't pay it. And the only way they can release you from this indebtedness is that it be paid in full. Now, how do we know, now think here for a moment, how do we know when it's paid in full? You have stamped on the note sent back to you in the mail with your deed of trust saying paid in full. You follow? The bank now recognizes that the debt is blotted out. Here's what I want you to see. The resurrection of Jesus It, his very resurrection proves that the debt has been paid in full. It is the, listen, it is the stamp of God on the ordinances and the documents that were against you. Do you, you understand? That's the reason why we need to celebrate. You need to be celebrating when you, when you how many of you celebrate? Do you know that there's a, there's a place in the Bible where it says uh, where he and this guy was in debt and once he got it paid off, he said, come celebrate with me. We got it paid off. You ought to be celebrating. Glory to God. Uh, you know, you ought to take, if you get your house paid off, you ought to take it. Woo! Don't act like it don't make you feel good. It does make me feel good every time I pay it off. Amen. I mean anything. You understand? <laughs> I got to be careful what I'm saying. But when I pay it off, you understand? Do you know that God's got it possible where you can pay cash? I didn't say you was there yet. 
but you got to learn this principle. You got to learn that this is all based upon what Jesus has done. Amen. Is it? Can you imagine going up to the dealership? Say, I want that car, and I don't want to sign your stupid documents about <laughs> getting a loan. You know, well, that's just a fallacy, Pastor Ron. See, you're living under the law of sin and debt. Right. So what's this got to do with money? I'm telling you this applies to everything in your life. Right. Not just money. Right. Because of what Jesus has done, you operate the same way in faith on that document, you can go, listen, when somebody tries to repossess your home and you got that document that says it's paid in full, you're going to say, get out of here, jerk. Y'all wouldn't. Y'all would just say, well, I don't know. How many of you would? I'd say, looky there, it's paid in full. Get out of here. That's what I want you to grasp. You're confidence is in that document that has been certified and stamped paid in full. It's called a receipt. That's right. If you want to go to court, let's go to court, big boy. Are you following that? Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Let me read verse 10 again. The law is a shadow of good things to come, not the very image of those things. In other words, it, it was showing us where God's going to take us. It could never by the, the, these same sacrifices, which they offered continually year after year, perfect or bring into a complete uh, situation where it's paid in full, Perfect those who draw near. He said, if it could have been happened, you go read the rest of it, because I told you it's only going to go to verse one. He said there would have, he said, if it they, that could have happened, there would have ceased to be offering sacrifices year after year. It would have stopped. When you pay it off, you don't get no more mortgage payment coming to your house or emailed to you. You don't get no, if they try to send you one of them, you can say, stick it in your ear. <laughs> Are you following me? <laughs> do you know what that, that's what the devil tries to do to you? It's called condemnation, trying to keep you a slave underneath the law of sin and death forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But the resurrection life of Jesus paid for it. My father sent my big brother with all the money necessary to pay all of my sin debt. My father's rich. And he paid it all off. And I have a document, a written document stamped with the blood of Jesus that says it is canceled, paid in full. You owe nothing. Now, here's what he says in Hebrews 4.16. 
You never need to forget this one. He said, therefore, come boldly or confidently to the throne of grace. Amen. That word grace means the influence of God. God has now influenced me. That you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. So from now on, I'm appealing to the throne room based upon a document that's been sealed with the blood of Jesus that says that all my sin debt is paid off. Therefore, I am not coming to God trying to get him to do something. I'm coming to God because he has done something. He has done something. He's paid my sin debt. Therefore, I have an audience with the Heavenly Father, and I can go in there without the guilt of shame and regret. And God doesn't look at me as you poor, pitiful thing. He looks at me as if I never sinned. The world doesn't understand a thing I'm talking about. Because they've not experienced it. You're here and listen to me. You're viewing by live stream or you're in this building. Listen, there is nothing like what I'm talking about. And you can't purchase it with money. You cannot purchase it with religious works. You have to purchase. It has, it's already been purchased. Now you have to accept it by confidence in what he's done. So because of this, we get to come in the throne room confidently. Everybody say confidently. confidently. We don't go in there. We don't, we don't go in there anymore because of the blood of Jesus. Now listen, what I'm, listen, Friday night we had the passion of the Christ. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. It's ruthless. It's ugly. And God had to take someone that was outside the church to get us to get a true picture of it because the church wanted to make everything pretty. He paid a price yeah. on that cross so that you could be free from that sin debt. You owed what he paid for. If you want to know what your debt deserved, it deserved you being on that cross. But when you receive and have confidence what Jesus has done for you and understand the resurrection life of God, glory to God. Jesus was that seed that left the Father's hand and went into the heart of the earth like those beans I was talking about earlier. And it started German, he started germinating in the very pits of hell, the lowest parts of hell. The life that was in him broke down the gates of hell and took the keys with him. Let me give you this. This is what I want to close with. These guys don't have this up here, so get, I want you to get this. I want to show you where we're at. Glory to God. Acts chapter 1. 
Now remember, we're paralleling. We parallel right now the time periods. Parallel the actual crucifixion. This is because it happened at the same time the Passover. Remember the Last Supper? That was all beginning of the Feast of the Passovers. Okay? So, Passover is taking place right now. Okay? This is going to be a glorious finish. If I have to say it myself. <laughs> verse, chapter 1, verse 3. To whom he presented himself alive. Who did he do it to? He presented himself to the believers. Everybody say believers. believers. Those believers on him. Alive after his passion. What was his passion? The cross. Why? Because he looked forward to this moment. This was all about, this was planned by God from the foundation of the world. Listen carefully. He presented himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Appearing to them for 40 days and speaking concerning the kingdom of God. After the resurrection, they went in and he began to appear to them for 40 days and bring many infallible. You know what infallible means, right? That means there can't fail. Oh, hallelujah. I'm, going, I'm, I'm telling you right now, we have entered in to that 40-day period where God's going to prove himself of his resurrection power for 40 days. Now listen, listen very carefully. I'm, I, I'm prophesying to you. And he appeared to who? Who did he appear to? Believers. believers. Everybody say believers. believers. How do you enter in how do you enter in to what Jesus paid for? You have to believe on him. You have to believe. You have, your confidence has to be in what he's done for you. Amen. Don't think you can do it yourself. Nope. It's, it's, it's just too big for you or me or anybody else or all of us put together. Okay? So we have to believe on what he's done for us. Are you, are you following me? Amen. God is going to appear for the next 40 days with infallible proofs of his resurrection to the believer. Amen. Now that's, it, that, we're going to enter into that in our everyday life, but this is a period by which God wants to bring back to the church his power. This is no longer an entertainment session. Are you following me? We're not gathering trying to entertain. Listen, Disney blows the church out of the water when we try to enter into entertainment. But it, guess what it is? It's all pretense. It's all pretense. It's not even a reasonable imagination. 
Are you following me? And so that's why everybody's seeking entertainment. They're seeking entertainment because they think they're going to get relief from their situation. They are not. When they get back off of vacation, the problem is still there. There's only one thing that is not pretense. It is the blood of Jesus Christ paying the price and his resurrection is the proof of it and he wants to show up at your house to give you 40 days of infallible proofs. Things that you couldn't handle yourself. Things that you thought that I can't do nothing about. That's too big for you. God wants to show himself that he has risen from the dead and he holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Are you understanding? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you right now. We praise you right now. Glory to God. Forty days of infallible proofs. This time period that we celebrate your resurrection, we are now celebrating entering in to the infallible proofs. Both corporately and individually. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Yes. Hallelujah. If you will lay hold of this, those hard situations are going to be taken care of in this period of time, just to prove to you. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to deal with this first. Families, Yes, families. Renegades in families. We're entering into a period, if you'll just lay hold of this. Do you know that it only takes God about 60 seconds to deal with nonsense? And you've been struggling with it for decades. Glory to God. We have entered into a season of infallible proofs of his resurrection. I am predicting some of your loved ones that you thought were lost causes in this 40-day period. You're going to say, Pastor Ronnie, you're just not going to believe what happened. Yes, I am. I believed it today. Yes, amen. Those things that you've struggled with internally, internally, those addictions, somebody in the sound of my voice, I don't know who it is, I don't know, maybe more than one that's had addictions. 
if you will lay hold of this and believe in the infallible proof of his resurrection that the debt has been paid for, you don't have to be condemned with that addiction any longer. In this 40-day window, 40-day period, you're going to see if you'll lay hold of, you'll be a believer. He showed himself to the believer. How can we show him to the world if he doesn't show, him, show his power to us? God is setting us up. I, I, I see a picture of where he's going. And I, I, he don't want me to let the cat out of the bag just yet. But the cat's going to get out of the bag. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. He's going to do it on a national scale too. Remember, the seed left the father's hand. It looked like the devil won. seemed gloomy for a little while. But then all of a sudden, resurrection came. And the proof of the resurrection is the bean coming out of the ground. Are you following me? I know that we, I don't want to bring Jesus to a bean. That ain't what I mean. God's been foretelling this from the foundation of the world. That's why I tell you about the law of seed, time, and harvest. If God was going to plant Jesus' seed, do you think he'd deny himself the harvest? <laughs> he's telling you to live by seed, time, and harvest. you think he's going to deny himself? If you need a miracle, I'm going to rephrase that if you want one because everybody needs one if you want one you want a miracle in this 40 day window something that's beyond you I'm not talking about you know I'm not talking about paying off five dollar debt that ain't what I'm talking about because you could pick up cans and do that I'm talking about something that's beyond you If you want a miracle, I want you to come down here right now. I wasn't going to do it this way, but I want you to come down here right now. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Do you, I'm asking you, and you have to respond now. I know that you came up here and you're showing, taking steps. We're going to take the next step. Do you believe the blood of Jesus was sufficient to pay the debt? Okay. Do you believe that the Bible is the written receipt for that debt being paid. Yes. Every promise in the Bible is the receipt that's been paid for. Now you believe that, right? Yes. Do you believe that the Father said it is paid and now the tomb 
is empty and Jesus, his resurrection is the proof of it. Yes. You believe that? Yes. Then upon the merits of the cross, the power of his resurrection and in the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus, I speak infallible proofs to your life in the name of Jesus. Infallible proofs in the name of Jesus. Infallible proofs in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Not the name of Ronnie Allen. In the name of Jesus. Your confidence is in what he has done, not what I've done, but what he's done. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me ask you, if Jesus was to show up after being in the tomb, would you be like Thomas? My Lord and my God. God's going to prove it to the Thomases. Because this generation needs a demonstration of resurrection power. And God's going to do that. He's going to do that. Glory to God. Whatever that, whatever that situation is, whatever you want from God right now, I want you to begin to thank Him for it. Tell Him. Let Him know. I believe, Lord, You're my God. I believe You. I thank You. Thank You, Jesus. I receive what you're saying through Pastor Ronnie. I believe it. I lay hold of it. I embrace it to myself. I'm not putting this off to somebody else. This is for me, and I lay hold of it in the name of Jesus. I take it. I take it by faith. I take it. My confidence is in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Now, this is what I want you to do. You got to tell me about it. Because they, you got you to say, Pastor, I'm, Pastor Ronnie, you just won't believe it. Oh, yes, I will. Yes, I will. I do believe it. Listen. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. God has demonstrated this to my family year upon year, time upon time. I won't go through the long story, but I am going to tell you this part. When I was a, a, about three years old, my dad and my mom was blindsided two blocks from here, driving down Roosevelt by a drunk man, had his lights cut off. He hit that car broadside and it flipped it three times and it landed over there by the back end of Walmart. My dad stayed two weeks in the hospital. My mother stayed two months. They operated, took my dad's spleen out. At the end of two months, they looked at my mom's legs because that one was broken, the other one was crushed. There's a, and the doctor said, listen, if we don't amputate this leg, she's going to die. There's nothing else we can do. We have to amputate. My dad said, just wait. Let me pray over this overnight. 
He prayed and he came back the next day and he told my mom and he told the doctor. He said, I prayed and God told me, he said, my, mo my mother's first name was Juanita. Juanita's gonna be all right. My mom said, well, if God says my, I'm gonna be all right, that means with my leg. And the doctor sent her home and said, well, there's nothing else I can do. Now, I remember this as a little kid, even though I was about three. He sent her home, and every day the nurses came and dressed that leg, picked little shreds of bone out. For 10 days, it looked like she was going to die in our home. She didn't eat or drink anything. She couldn't even take any water without throwing it up. But you know what? My mom, she was 94 years old when she passed. She was walking on the leg that they said had to be gone. It didn't happen overnight, but it happened. It was an infallible proof. I could go into other stories, but I'm trying to help you to understand. You lay hold of this. This is not, don't ever put this in the category with some stupid rabbit that does not lay an egg. Amen. Okay? You know what I do with, with chocolate bunny rabbits? I eat them. Okay? I don't go looking for their eggs. Are you following me? And let me tell you, this has been the fallacy that the church has put up with for generations. We put all this crud in the category of what we're talking about today. And there is no reality to that. The reality is Jesus is not in the tomb. He's not in the manger. He's not on the cross. He's on the throne. Amen. Father, we worship you and we praise you right now. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Now, Father, as we get ready to leave this place, there's anyone that doesn't know you, I thank you that you drew them by your spirit. Help them to call upon you, call upon your name, and that they'd open their heart and receive you in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you right now that your grace surrounds us like a shield, follows us wherever we go. We thank you, sweet Jesus. Glory to God. We hear your voice and the voice of another we won't follow. We thank you, Jesus, that you've given your angels charge over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And you've given us the name of Jesus to use, which we invoke. Say this with me out loud. In the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among us. Father, we thank you right now for filling us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives, every person we come in contact with, your love would ooze out and touch them with the reality of your love for them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Say, I ain't a scumbucket anymore. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.